0: family, let's pray together. Lord, we are so grateful. Rebecca said it, I said it. Looking at the beautiful faces here, seeing folks on the chat, Lord, we're just humbled by the way you keep moving. Don't stop. Have your way during this time, Lord. Allow us to understand your scriptures, allow us to understand your word, allow us to understand you. As a result of uh, hearing from you today. So move me so people can be able to gather, be able to hear from you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So it was, uh, I got about three situations that are clear in my mind for like the best days ever. All right? The first one, I was probably like nine, nine, and on Christmas morning, I heard my dad say something to the effect of, did you put the Nintendo in the, in the box? It was going down. Excited, okay, Christmas about to come, I got the Nintendo, I wanted to. The next one, which was the best by far, was my wedding weekend. I mean, family and friends in town, we kicked it. Um, Got to see the most beautiful woman in the world at the altar. Like, like, danced afterwards with the fam. I mean, we, we, it was, it was a good time. Best weekend ever. But, but there was one in between those two that, uh, that that stands out, and it was, it was, it was high school grad night for our school. Grad night is three different nights: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday. You get ready for a big barbecue. You go kick it. Everybody gets together. I don't remember where we went. Did something fun. Then we had prom night. Then you had after prom. Then we had Cedar Point. And if you, don't, if, you don't, if you don't know what Cedar Point is, it's like the, the, the rides of all rides. It's like the spot where you go to just let loose. And yes, I scream at a high pitch when I go to Cedar Point, but don't record me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we go to have fun. And this is three days just full of fun. And I tell y'all, that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it was going to be on. But Monday through Thursday, you could have... Stole the speakers in my car. You could have burned my house down. You could have stole my bike. I could have stubbed my baby toe on the bed. It didn't matter. Because them three days was coming, no matter what happened during that week, I was good. I was excited. I had a sense of joy bubbling up in me. And whatever circumstances came in perspective of what I was going to experience, They were small. Today, family, as we dive into God's word, as we get into the book of Philippians, which we've continued to be going through in our series, God is trying to help us understand the reason why we can have joy because of the long term goal, because of the end result, because of the ultimate vision. And how don't you let these little things steal your joy? So would you turn with me to chapter 4 in the book of Philippians? If you are present, you got a little box that has a Bible there. Uh, if you have the white and blue Bibles, it's page 637. If it's if you have the black and gold Bible, it's page 981. And if you're at home, it might be Google. I don't know. But come on, dive in with us, Philippians chapter 4. been going through this, this great book, and we've seen the Lord continue to to, to encourage us, and it's an overarching theme of joy. Joy. Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read just verses 2 through 7. It says, I entreat Judea and I entreat Synecdoche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. Amen? Amen. Verse 2, I entreat Judia and I entreat Synecdoche to agree in the Lord. Agree in the Lord. This is Paul. Paul is an is a apostle. He's tasked with the job of being a messenger. That word of God that is real, that, that will change lives, he's called to go forth and to bring that word. And there seems to be a little bit of an issue. He's got some sisters that's, that's close to him. Some sisters that are getting into the mess of ministry. Some sisters that are helping the gospel advance But it seems to be a little bit of little bit of beef between the sisters, because one of his prayers, one of the things he's asking for is that there would be some help in them being able to agree. I don't want you to get get wrapped up in the concept of Christians arriving. That once you become a believer, once you love the Lord, if you are super mature, you'll never disagree that, that once you become a believer, everything's going to work out. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you. Sometimes we don't agree. And it ain't always sin. Sometimes it's just we disagree. I, I, I had a homie come pick me up the other day. And we were going somewhere. And now the way I go to this place it's the right way, y'all. The way I go is the right way. It's the way you're supposed to go. Now he want to go the other way. And it took me everything to be like, man, why don't you turn here? Was he wrong? Was I right? No, we just. And sometimes there are multiple ways to get to the same end goal, but we disagree on how to do it. And so I want to encourage you in two things. One, practice a little bit of humility. Acknowledge that your way isn't always the only way and always the right way. There are other ways. But then, too, if some reason you can't come to an agreement, bring in somebody else. And I love that he almost says that in the next verse. But somebody somebody shared this this quote that I thought was was cool. Um, a gentleman named Ellsworth has a commentary. And he doesn't even know who wrote it. But they just put this simple poem together that said... To live above with the saints we love, oh, that will be glory, but to live below with the saints we know now that's a different story <laughs> ain't that real though ain't it real that we we get love one another, we get to get close to one another, we get to celebrate with one another, and at some point we' gonna disagree with one another. Paul has seen these sisters who are right with him in ministry and he's praying that there's going to be some some working out, some resolving of their conflict. Why? Because conflict that remains consistent will destroy the church. God calls us to be reconciled. He calls us to be one. He calls us to be able to be a unified front. And conflict that remains consistent breaks us. And so even though they're advancing some of the gospel, Paul's like, no, we got to to deal with this. And so continue with me in verse 3. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who've labored side by side with me in the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of the fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Now, we don't know who this person is that Paul's talking to. We don't know who he's calling in to be, a, to be a third party, but I think he's trying to encourage us in be willing to have a third voice. If you and me can't agree, be okay with having a mediator. Bring somebody in that's going to be a voice of wisdom. But I, I like that he, he mentions some names just to drop to give credibility, but the whole goal is that everyone would see the importance of their names being in the book of life. You know, if, 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 if I could have some type of worldly excitement about Cedar Point, and back then it was called the Demon Drop. I don't even know if that's still there anymore. But um, if I could be excitement about, excited about that, if I could be excited about picking up a, a prom tux and, and cleaning up a, a car, if I could be excited about these little things and not let my whole week Impede on that one bit. How much excitement could we have if you knew that your book, your name was written in God's book for his children? How much excitement would there be if today God met you in your living room and said, I just want you to know your eternal salvation is safe. You shall be with me for the rest of your life. Eter- for all of eternity, like, like, what would that do to you? What, what perspective would, what? Because I don't know about you, but there's been some times when, when, uh, when, when, when part of my ability to get through was knowing the outcome. You, 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 you know, your swag would be a little bit different on payday. You know, and when you know certain days are coming, you got a little bit more excitement. When you know it's a girl's trip or a guy's trip, when you know the end goal, you can have. And so what if the God of all creation came to you and revealed to you your name is in this book? You see, we have that assurance. We have that certainty. We have that faith, that belief, not because of what we do, not because of our strength, not because of how good we are, but because of what Christ has done and because of our belief in what he has done and, and, and in our willingness to submit our lives unto him. We know where our eternal resting place is. And so the question is, is your name in the book? Is your name in the book? Would you say your name is in the book? My prayer is that you would say yes. Yes, because of Jesus' blood. Yes, because of what Jesus did. Yes, because of the cross. Not yes, because of pastor. Not yes, because of your tithes. Not yes, because of your fasting. Yes, because of what Christ accomplished in Christ alone. And if you can't say yes yet, Stay with us. Walk with us. Journey with us. Come to understand this Jesus who desires nothing more than to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. With issues, flaws and all, well done. I want your name in the book. And your name in the book, I want that to affect your long term perspective, to affect your ability to say, uh uh-uh, uh, you ain't messing with my joy. Continue with me in verses four through six. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, Rejoice if your name was in the book. Is that reason to rejoice? If you found out that there was a marching band coming all the way down Mac Ave of heavenly angels and they coming to celebrate your name in the book, celebrate that you are going to be amongst or in the presence of the Lord forever. It's that type of imagery. It's an imagery of the heavenly host just celebrating. Little old you. Little old me, is that reason for us to rejoice today? And so for some of y'all, because y'all might be like me a little bit. I, Sometimes I need to hear it twice. You say, hey, rejoice. <laughs> Again, I say rejoice. Don't you hold back. Don't you, don't you keep it in. You rejoice and you celebrate this God who loves you. But there's a way in which we We go about all of this, right? There's a way in which we go about working out disputes. There's a way in which we celebrate. Because I've heard, sadly, somebody use even salvation to put another person down. Well, at least I'm saved. You see, even, even the way we talk about godliness Matters If you talk about it as if you're above somebody else, as if you are better than someone else, as if you are so arrived, you can be known for your harshness. But verse 5 says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Most other versions say, let your gentleness be known to everyone. That not only what you say matters, but how we go about saying it matters too. So you a believer, your name in the book, right? Do they know you for your gentleness? Do they know you for your godliness, for our character that reflects Christ? Or will they know us for our theological positions, our big words? Will they know us for our, our ability to puff up ourselves, for what we've been able to attain, for all the stuff we have? Or will they know us by our reasonableness, our gentleness? Because the Lord is at hand. Continue me, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. There's a, a, a couple of different ways we come to God, right? We come to God in prayer. And prayer is you coming before some, going before God for somebody else. Prayer is saying, hey, I'm asking for James or for Ann or for um, Shauna. I'm, I'm, I'm asking God that you would do something for them. That is a, a prayer that is sincere. We've been praying for one another throughout the life of this ministry. But supplication, supplication is right here. Supplication is when I go to God myself, and I'm asking God, God, I've been praying for them, and you're going to move mightily, but right now I'm in need, (laughs) and I need to come to you. And our sister Betty led us through a a prayer time uh, with this uh, acronym called ACTS, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And it was a bomb time last time. If you haven't been coming, come to our next prayer meeting But there are times when you need to seek God's presence yourself and for yourself. There's times when God is saying, I've been here waiting on you. I've been here ready to listen. I've been here looking forward to us talking. And we go before God ourselves. But if I could be honest, y'all, sometimes I don't just rejoice. We don't just rejoice because of God who who he is, sometimes we rejoice by the way God uses people in our lives. You've been there. You get dressed up. You get ready to do something. You start feeling fresh, and then you put on your nice outfit, and as soon as you step out, don't nobody say nothing. You're like, dang, is my shirt pressed with? Can I, can I get a do-over? You know what I'm saying? But doesn't it feel good when, when, when you get dressed up and you, you plan for something and somebody's like, Man, that's a cold lineup you got there, boy. Look at them shoes. You know, like when someone celebrates you, when someone brings forth a word of encouragement, that would lead you to just rejoice. The Bible speaks of that. The Bible speaks of it in, in Proverbs 15, 23. It says, to make an appropriate answer brings joy to a man. We're talking about rejoicing. It brings Joy, a word in season, how good it is. And, and we remember our sister Mary. Mary got a great word from, from an angel that came and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The, mo- the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And then she got word from her cousin Elizabeth, and Elizabeth said, hey, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then I, then she cried out, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And Mary responded by saying, my soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. You see, we get a chance to rejoice in God because of what he's done, but also help me rejoice in God by you encouraging me, by me encouraging you, by us lifting up each other and celebrating each other. Help us experience some of this joy by by bringing a word that could be of an encouragement. I pray that it would, it would bless not only just our church home, but our households. The last time you saw somebody else rejoice because of the words you used. The last time you were intentional with your words to build somebody else up so that they would be like, man, look at how my cousin just came to me with that. That, was, that, that blessed me today. Y'all know that extra that extra cheese that you get to see when you know that you've made somebody else's day a little bit. When's the last time that you helped someone else rejoice? But the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. Family, I believe that if we encourage each other with these words, it'll help to diminish the anxiety I was reading some studies about anxiety I I uh I only have a few issues in my life that I get anxious about so I was wanted to read more to step into that world and there were some studies done and one study said hey an average person's anxiety is focused on and then it breaks down the areas of anxiety it says 40% 40% of people focus on things that will never happen. Another 30% things about the past that can't be changed. 12% things about criticism by others that are mostly untrue. 10% about health, which gets worse worse with the stress that we take on. So at this point, we're at 92% of stuff that don't, don't even really matter. The last 8% we get anxious about is real problems that we actually face. Anxiety, right? It's real. We think about what might happen, what could be, what has already happened that we wish we did different, and it can still have this certain grip on us, and one of the ways in which we can snap that chain, snap that connection, we can see anxiety, not win, it's by choosing to rejoice in the moment anyway. Choosing to pray and say, God, I need you to step into this thing. It's about choosing to say, I won't let this momentary stuff steal my opportunity for joy because I know the income, the outcome. I know the end game. Family, we have a blessed opportunity to rejoice, to rejoice, and to rejoice. Continue with me in verse seven. As we rejoice and as we allow our, our posture to be one that is, that is gentle, that is reasonable, as we are willing to work through stuff, as we rejoice again and again, verse seven says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What, is, what does it look like to, to still look in the face of something that may be causing anxiety, may be causing a little bit of nervousness, may be causing a little bit of worry? It, it looks like going on a roller coaster, don't it? Every, every time you go to Cedar Point, you get on the roller coaster and you get in the line and you see people and you start hearing the clink, 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 clink. You get a little bit nervous. You start moving up to get in your seat. You start getting a little bit nervous. Now they pull out the thing and then it starts going up that hill. You know, you, that's, that's when it starts kicking in a little bit. The blood gets to go a little bit and the people in the car before you, now they screaming. And you, but you also saw right before you got on another car of people get off. You see, you you knew the outcome, and even though there was going to be some scary stuff that might make you a little bit hesitant, knowing the outcome allowed you to push through and even enjoy it. See, that is the the peace of God where we know that God's got us. We are in the book of life. And though there might be some turns that this life is going to toss at us, though there's going to be some challenges, though there's going to be some fears, we know the outcome. And so we can press on rejoicing, hands up, shouting hallelujah, because we know God's got us. God is with us. God's protecting us. And God's going to see us through. And so, family, I pray that your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus would be calmed. That the anxiety that seeks to steal your joy every day would be put at bay. That every day you would see an opportunity to rejoice. That you wouldn't let the 92% of stuff that don't really matter, that we can't really change, steal the voice of God that's over it all. Family, I it that, that we would hear, hear how the Lord is moving. I'll leave you with one example because rejoicing is a choice. Rejoicing is something we get to do It's an opportunity, but it's also a choice. And, and uh, Bruce Larson shared this example that took place in a church. He said, a conference at a Presbyterian church in Omaha, uh, people were given helium-filled balloons and told to release them at some point in the service when they felt like expressing the joy in their hearts. So everybody got a balloon in the church. Helium, you let it go, it's going to rise. They said, hey, I want you to let it go at some point when you feel joy in your hearts. Since they were Presbyterians, they didn't feel that free to say hallelujah, praise the Lord. So they just Gave everybody a balloon. <laughs> All through the service, balloons were let go and were ascending. But when it was over, one third of the balloons were still unreleased. People were still holding on to it. See, that's the thing with rejoicing. Rejoicing. You've got to choose to rejoice and let the anxiety go for the sake of celebrating your king. You've got to choose to look long term. You've got to choose to engage and let go of whatever's holding us. We've got to choose to shout hallelujah and rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Don't you get caught holding on to it. Let it go and let God move. He wants to guard our hearts. He wants to guard our minds. If we would just let them. Let's pray. Father, we are humbled by you. We know, Father, that you give us opportunities to see long term, to see the end goal, to know that we have our salvation. And it's because of what you've done, not because of our own strength. Hallelujah. But this world tempts us. Finances tempt us. Health tempts us. Arguments with spouses and friends and cousins and family tempts us. Struggles with parenting tempts us. So many things tempt us, Lord, to put our vision and our view on the short term and not remember that we win. Not remember that we're victorious because of you. Not remember that, man, if nothing else, I can wear a smile today in the midst of some drama because my name is in the book of life. Remind us of that. Remind us that you know our name and that you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Family, if you are a person that's like hearing this story and, and, and you're saying, well, well, I hear you, Pastor, but I want to understand what it means to, to love God, to live for God. You, you're tossing out these terms. Well, well, that starts with this simple reality. Reality that we are broken people in need of Jesus. We, are, we don't do well by leading and running our own lives, but that God created us to worship, created us to celebrate, created us to, to channel our affections towards him. And we get a choice. We can reject him and say we're good, or we can accept him and say, I welcome you to lead my life. And the, the, the beauty of Christianity is not that We are perfect because of our own strength. The beauty of Christianity is that we are made righteous and perfected because of who God is and because of what he's done. He does something in us. And today we offer you the opportunity to accept Christ, to receive him, to to have him lead your life and you not lead your life yourself. And so we pray that you won't leave here the way you came You'll leave here closer, more connected, in a deeper relationship with Jesus. And as I say that, I got a lot of beautiful kids in the room. I know, kids, a lot of my illustrations are for adults. But y'all have been on roller coasters before. Some of these illustrations are for you all too. And my hope is that my young people, you all would be getting closer to Christ as well. You would not think that this is something just for your parents, but that loving Jesus and getting close to Jesus would be something you do as well, and that you would model even to your parents what living for Christ is like. Amen? Can I, hear my, can I get an amen from my young people? Amen? Amen? amen. <laughs> That's all right. I'll get a next time. Amen. If you would like to walk with Christ, please just simply ask everyone present, close your eyes. Everybody at home, be with us. If you would like to accept Christ, simply pray this prayer with me. Father, I love you. I recognize that I'm wrong. I recognize that I sin, and I need your help. You died to provide the ultimate help to save me from my sin. Now I want to live for you. I want to submit my life to you. I want the Holy Spirit to work in me that I could have the strength to choose you and to rejoice, to rejoice, and to rejoice that my name is in the book. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, we are excited to have you walking with Jesus even today. And uh, we're going to have a basket as we leave. Simply put your information in the basket as we would love to follow up with you. If you are at home, we are having a Zoom call right after this service. We would love to follow up with you and see you grow in Christ. There is nothing more important for us at Macav than you to hear the Word of God and for you to be matured, discipled grow in your understanding of loving Jesus. And so uh, we are excited and we are grateful.